and welcome to a brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk. I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines during the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Right, it is Tuesday, so that must mean one thing. It's time to take a look at WWE Monday Night Raw from last night. Now, I still can't work out if I like this show or not, because in truth, there were plenty of talking points from it. Things on there that I liked and enjoyed. But there were also moments I didn't like and uh, times where things didn't really make sense. But let's go through it and maybe by the end I'll have a clearer view. The show starts with Seth Rollins making his way out to the ring. He welcomes Kentucky to Monday Night Rollins. Says that last week was crazy. He put out one little open challenge and he has contenders coming out of the woodwork. He mentions Bobby Lashley, Mustafa Ali, Austin Fury, who he talks about cashing in his briefcase. Uh, the fans chant, that was stupid at this point. Rollins says, yeah, you're right. And he goes on to call the United States Championship the top prize on Monday Night Raw because of him. Uh, Bobby Lashley then makes his way out and says that last week he turned Selfie Boy into a punchline. He's going to beat down Seth until he gets his rematch for the United States Championship. Seth reminds him that he had his chance last week, but you decided to beat the soul out of my body. Great line. Uh, he talks about Bobby being a, a little bit grumpy since losing to Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Mustafa Ali then comes out with a referee. Uh, Bobby basically tells him to piss off or he'll give him a beating worse than last week. Ali tries to jump him but immediately gets thrown to the outside. Bobby says, you know, you're starting to piss me off, so let's have a match. Fine opening segment, if this is what you like in your pro wrestling. Uh, really like the pairing of Seth and Bobby and that's a match that I really want to watch again. But Ali is just a geek now. Uh, he should feel a lot more than that, but he doesn't. But it was, it was then the match between Bobby Lashley and Mustafa Ali. Ali tries to jump start with a drop kick, uh, but Lashley tosses him to the outside. Ali keeps coming at him until Lashley sends him headfirst into the ring post before throwing him at Corey Graves on commentary. Ali manages to get back in the ring though, but he gets hit with a twisting dominator thing. Uh, Lashley delivers a couple of one-armed spine busters. He then misses a spear in the corner. Ali with a tornado DDT, but Lashley just gets straight back up, nails him with a spear followed by the Hurt Lock for the win. Bobby Lashley looked incredible once again this week, but the 
point of this, I think, was for the fans to get behind Ali as a baby face uh, that just won't give up. This got the opposite reaction. Uh, they all, the fans in the, the arena, all started cheering for Bobby to give him one more spine buster. So fans seemingly have given up on him. Um, shame. But that's where we are. That's what this kind of booking does, I guess. There is some cringy bollocks with the OC backstage. Uh, Mia Yim's there, of course. AJ Styles sends out a challenge for Finn Balor at, I keep wanting to call it War Games, Survivor Series. Uh, get the, get the uh, beers in, boys. Oh, Jesus Christ, really cringy. But it was um, Mia Yim versus Tamina. Oh, dear. I'll go through it first. Uh, Ray Ripley and the greatest luchador of all time, Dominic Mysterio, come out to ringside. Tamina does a hip thrust in the corner and then misses a splash. Hurricane Rana from Yim. Uh, damage control was shown watching at this point. Don't know why. Better things to do, surely. Uh, Mia Yim then hits Eat Defeat for the whim. This was utter rubbish. And it only went two minutes as well. You'd think that Tamina may know how to do this by now. She's been there for 12 years, for God's sake. 12 years. And she can't take a bump. I'm sure she's a lovely woman and all. And great to have backstage, a bit of a laugh. But, Christ, she took a hurricane runner and went down to a knee, for God's sake. Come on. I was never that great when I wrestled. But even I could do better than that. 12 years she's been doing this and still hasn't learned how to bump. Come on. <sighs> Next we have Matt Riddle backstage. Uh, still with those stupid bloody bongos. Uh, I hate bongos. Where I used to work, there was a guy that used to stand there all summer playing the same rhythm all day long, and I just wanted to smash those bongos over his head. So now I hate Riddle, while he has these bloody bongos. Dickhead. Uh, Alpha Academy come in and take the piss, and the match is made out of it. For later. Or for in a minute, actually. First we have Damage Control trying to recruit Mia Yim. Uh, the OC walk in with the beers. Yeah, whatever. Uh, back to the wrestling. It was Matt Riddle versus Chad Gable. Uh, Gable out wrestles Riddle early. He hits a backdrop driver and a dragon whip in the corner. Uh, he hits another one after some stiff strikes. Riddle comes back, does a gut wrench suplex, goes for a broton, but Gable gets his knees up. Otis causes a Distraction from the outside while Riddle is on the top rope. Gable then delivers a German suplex off the top. Uh, later, a fisherman's buster out of nowhere from Riddle. Uh, more hard strikes by both guys. Riddle hits a ripcord knee, an exploder suplex and a broton. Followed up by a powerbomb. That got a two count. 
Gable rolls through a Boderic attempt and locks in an ankle lock. Uh, Riddle fights up though and gets a jumping triangle choke. Gable powers up, um, delivers a dominator for two. He then misses a moonsault from the top rope for Riddle to hit a draping DDT. He takes out Otis on the outside, but off the distraction, Gable gets a backslide. And Otis reaches in, holds him down for Gable to pick up the win. This was a good match. I'm glad that uh, Gable has started picking up some wins. I just hope that he hasn't been viewed as a loser for too long. Yeah, really good. Uh, It's amazing how far Riddle's fallen, though, for me in the last couple of weeks. Maybe a heel turn would help him. He certainly needs something just to change it up a little bit. Baron Corbin and JBL are then playing poker, I assume, with some knobhead. Uh, Akira Tozawa walks in and he wants a game. I'm going to put these two segments together here. Uh, yeah, two of it. Two segments of this shit. Because later on, Tozawa has basically won all the money and a match gets made out of it for later. Utter bollocks. I'm sick of seeing JBL on my screen already, even though he wasn't anywhere near as insufferable as he has been. He's quite mild this week, but I just hate it. Miz TV was next, talking of things I hated. Uh, This had a bit of a twist, though, as Byron Saxton... He's going to host it this week. Uh, Miz has a cardigan on this week to show he's a good guy, I guess. Uh, Byron asks Miz if he's sorry for paying Loomis to attack him. Isn't the whole point that he hasn't paid him? Or am I missing something there? Anyway, he pulls out a piece of paper. He reads, he regrets paying Loomis. The only thing he ever wanted was empathy. Talks about being here for 18 years and always showing up, but nobody cheered him. He says Dexter took it too far, though. He talks about being depressed about everything and cue babyface Johnny Gargano to come and shit all over his mental health. Um, He says, you weren't depressed. You've been on holiday in Carvo with your wife. I've seen your wife's Instagram or something. He says, no one cares about you because you always take the easy way out. Uh, Miz flips out, yells at Byron and then at Johnny as well. Gargano calls him a compulsive liar. Okay, we get it by now. Uh, Miz says he's a good guy and screams he's sorry. Now can we move on? Christ, yes please, I've had enough. Johnny tells him just to pay Dexter. He's also now general manager, it seems, because he announces that in two weeks it's the Miz versus Loomis, and if Loomis wins, he gets a contract and Miz has to pay him what he owes. Miz says it's going to be lights out for Loomis. Gargano tells him to tell him yourself. Loomis then reveals himself as the cameraman, and Miz runs away. I am sick of this storyline now. And this segment was awful as well. What have they done with Johnny Gargano? I'm starting to hate the dickhead. And that's not right. One of the best in-ring workers of this generation. 
I'm starting to hate him. Not his fault necessarily, but what he's been scripted to say just sucks. Shelton Benjamin gets interrupted backstage by Dominic Mysterio and Damien Priest. Uh, I did really like Dom in this segment. He was quite entertaining being this uh, smarmy knobhead. Uh, yeah, great. Don't know why Shelton Benjamin is making matches though as the segment before we learnt that Johnny Gargano is the general manager. Anyway, it was Dominic Mysterio with Rhea and Priest versus Shelton Benjamin. Dom slaps him and then bails out of the ring. He sneak attacks Shelton as he gets back in the ring. Shelton fights back with shoulder blocks, but Dom again bails out and hides behind Rhea Ripley. He gets back in just for Shelton to hit him with a suplex. Dom begs off and then hits a jawbreaker and hangs him up on the top rope. He delivers a hurricane runner and sets up for a 619. Shelton stops him though with a tilt whirl slam followed by an exploder suplex. Shelton puts Dom in an ankle lock. But after Rhea distracts the referee, Priest sort of pulls Dom to the bottom rope into safety. Dom then throws him into the ring post, hits the frog splash and picks up the win. This wasn't great, if I'm honest, but I do love this new Dominic character. He's, I don't know, what do you call him? A cocky punk that isn't that good. And it works perfectly. He's perfect in the Judgment Day. In fact, he makes a Judgment Day, if I'm honest. I never thought I'd be saying I enjoy Dominic Mysterio's work, but I do. Austin Fury is then backstage, and he puts himself over again. Says that losing the briefcase last week was a good thing. Uh, he gives an, an explanation, but whoever scripted this is an idiot, I'm afraid. Uh, Dolph Ziggler walks in, interrupts, and says... Worst cashing ever, or something. Then a match is made between those two. The next match, though, was EO Sky versus Dana Brooke. Uh, Brooke tries to be aggressive early on. Sky hangs her on the bottom rope and then kicks her in the head. She hits a springboard drop kick and then works her over in the corner. She hits a face buster and then misses a springboard moonsault. Dana got the one bit of Offense in with hitting a DDT. That got two count. Sky gets back into control with a German suplex, a Meteora in the corner, and the over-the-moon salt for the win. Fans did not care about this at all. Uh, I don't think I did either, to be honest. Dana Brooke probably needs a stint back in NXT to try and sort of recover what she once had. Not that that was much on the main roster, if I'm honest. Uh, build her up again, I would say. This is the most confident I've seen EO Sky, though, on the main roster since the call-up. So, signs are promising. After the match, Mia Yim comes out and says she's picked her side for war games. And she's on the babyface side, as expected. We then get Austin Theory versus Dolph Ziggler. We get hard strikes by Theory. 
at the start of this one. Hits a big backbreaker. He's all over Ziggler. Uh, but Dolph comes back with a jawbreaker. Right hand's in the corner. But a clothesline from Fury takes Dolph's head off. Throws him into the ring post as they go to a break. When we come back, Ziggler's hitting a neckbreaker and a DDT for two. Fury fights back, hits a blue thunderbomb for two. Uh, Ziggler counters an A-Town down with a sleeper hold, followed by a Famouser. That also gets a two count. Later he hits a zigzag. That gets two. Fury then lands a massive left-handed knockout punch. Uh, he hits A-Town down a couple of times on Ziggler, but doesn't go for a pin. Instead, he takes him to the outside and just beats the hell out of him around ringside until officials come out and get him to go to the back. Right, I love the aggression, but what the fuck was his finish? Here's my issue with it. Why wouldn't a guy in inverted commas a sport that winning means titles and title shots? Why wouldn't he pin a guy you just killed? Pin him and then beat the shit out of him afterwards. It's so stupid. You lost again, you dumb fuckwit. Made Fury look stupid. Didn't make him look like a badass. Um, it's terrible, I thought, this finish. Uh, I'm not burying him. I'm burying the creative ideas. Uh, don't worry, I'll put it over later in the main event. But yeah, this was not good. The actual match was great. It's just that finish completely ruined it for me. Uh, backstage, we have Rhea Ripley telling Damage Control that she wants to be on their team, basically, for War Games. Then I had to sit through Baron Corbin versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, kicks from Tozawa, but he gets stopped by a shoulder block. Corbin attempts a choke slam, but Tozawa turns it into a DDT. He hits a missile drop kick, a hurricane runner, and a suicide dive. He goes for another one, but Corbin sort of guides him into the barricade. That was quite a nice spot. Tozawa hits another drop kick and a hurricane runner, followed by a shining wizard. Corbin, though, catches him off another dive and powers him up and hits end of days. What the hell is this? If you are billing someone as the modern-day wrestling god, as you are with uh, Corbin, you brought in JBL to, to really put him over, don't have him struggling to beat someone that you've booked as a jobber for years. No disrespect to Tazara at all. I think he's great. But he's not been made to look great for the past, I don't know, three, four years in WWE, whatever it's been. Uh, this isn't the way that Corbin should have been brought back. If you wanted to make him this big, bad guy, this unstoppable wrestler, don't have him f struggling against... Just nobody's in terms of WWE. Really, again, bad, 
booking in my opinion. Uh, There's a couple more backstage segments came next as well as Finn Balor accepting AJ Styles' challenge for Survivor Series. It is then uh, main event time as Finn Balor took on Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. There was some mat wrestling early on as they both looked to get the upper hand. Uh, Seth takes over and hits a crossbody to the outside as they go to a break. Afterwards, Balor rolls through and delivers some stomps. Uh, On the outside, Finn pushes Seth stomach first into the announce table. Uh, Back in the ring, Balor hits knees to that midsection and wears Seth down. He also locks in an abdominal stretch. Uh, Rollins hip tosses out and delivers a knee to the spine that sends Balor to the outside. Rollins with a suicide dive. uh, Springboard knee strike for two. Uh, Balor counters a stomp with a sling blade and then gets super kicked straight in the face. Seth then tries for a frog splash but Balor gets his knees up. That gets him a two count. After another break, Balor delivers a bullet drop kick into the barricade which is great. Rolls him in the ring but then misses a coup de grace. Uh, Rollins misses a stomp but does hit a sit out power bomb for two. He then goes high risk again but misses a Phoenix Splash this time. Uh, Balor with another nice bullet drop kick into the corner. Seth cuts him off on the top rope though. uh, Hits the superplex. Goes for the Falcon Arrow like he usually does. But Balor reverses it into 19-16. That gets a two count. There are counters going on all over the place until Seth does hit that Falcon Arrow. That gets two. The the, uh, Judgment Day show up and Balor rolls Seth up. That gets a two count. Uh, Rolling elbow strikes by Seth, but he gets distracted and gets stomped on by Balor. The OC then come out and fight off Judgment Day. Balor nails another bullet drop kick into the corner, but as he goes up top, AJ Styles hops on the apron and pushes Finn off the top rope. Behind the referee's back, Seth nails him with a uh, curb stomp and picks up the win. After the match, Austin Theory shows up and beats the shit out of Seth Rollins and leaves him laying as the show goes off the air. I love this match and I will forgive the shenanigans on the outside as it all sort of played into the story that they got going on heading into Survivor Series. I also really liked Theory beating the hell out of Rollins. Um, This made him look like a badass. This is the way that... this Maybe this should have been the only thing he did on the show. Uh, He looked looked really good. Maybe they should have done this last week or in previous weeks anyway while he still had the briefcase to get him over. Then you may have bought him as a potential uh, successful cash-in on Roman. But there we go, that's done now. Let's not get stuck on that too much. So there you go. I'm still not sure (laughs) if this was any good. 
if I'm honest. I don't think it was that great. Main event was great. Uh, and they did end the show on a cliffhanger. It makes me want to tune in next week to uh, see what they do. So I guess that means a good job, well done. But a lot of the middle parts of this were bad. But that is your Monday Night Raw review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Facebook page or on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. I will be back tomorrow with the NXT review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.